Ray and Mary, Ellen and Elaine, Dale and Katrin, Jim and Lori, Linda, Flora. Uh, shalom, everyone. Um, I'm so glad you will be with me today again uh, before the holiday. I know many plan to go on vacation, and I'm glad you're here tonight with me. Uh, any question before we start? And I'll try to address it during the, the during the our talk. You can present it now. We're gonna start in about a minute. All right. Fine. I hope that you had the chance to review the class. Uh, the classes here on on the that I put on the internet. You can always go back and and uh, read it. No, I think I pressed on the wrong. So we can always go back to here to our classes. And here are all the classes that we talk. Today we in number nine class and we're going to see where, where can you see the acronym YHVH or you'd have AFK the first time. In the, so let me kind of review to put, to put everyone in the mood. Uh, so just to what we are talking is uh, we're following the Bible. We're following basically Genesis and we're studying the seventh commandment of Noah and the first commandment that the, that the Bible or the Torah says is idolatry, which means to know the, the whom to who not you know who are you need, you need to know who are the idols the negative side who don't whom you should not worship, but one should also know whom to worship. There is a positive side. And the positive side says that you have to know the shame, the name, and to be very particular about the name, not to make an error, because error can lead to idolatry. And I know some Jews, and you can, some rabbinical sources can say that the Gentiles or non-Jews are not particular, don't need to know particular about the. Uh, about the name of God and the, all this Kabbalistic idea, and that's what I'm not—I'm not teaching you that. I'm not teaching you Kabbalah here at all. I teach you the, to just to read the, the 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 basic name as they appear in the Bible, and they all associated with the story of Noah. So there is no escape. You cannot just uh, read the, the the story of Noah without knowing the name of. Uh, attributes that play a role in the judgment and so on. So that's what we are talking here. Basic knowledge of the basic uh, Judaism, how to read the Torah chapter, how to understand it without making mistake, enormous mistake, because every mistake you make may lead you, God forbid, to, to an error that's almost take thousands of years to repair. You look around you and you see that a small error 
that look at the, the at first uh, very small, but it led to a big tree that actually contradicts the Torah. So every little de deviation uh, can cause trouble, and the same happened. The same thing happened with Enosh. The same thing happened with the time of uh, uh, Noah, and, and Enosh is considered the grandfather of Noah. Is considered the father of of idolatry, not because he worshipped idol and stone, but he made an error, logical error, that we will, uh, the error that are still made today. So we, that's what we are learning now. Uh, the, the first commandment, idolatry, and we started with reading the Bible, we understood who created the world, uh, and how, the, what the Torah wants us to know about him, the sixth day, and we learned last time uh, we've came to the second attribute, just to refresh your memory, uh, the second attribute, uh, the name of mercy, and uh, if you recall, uh, he, uh, we, we discussed it, how uh, Elohim turned um, to the future, to the Sabbath, and asked uh, uh, the attribute of mercy, uh, can you come and share the world with him? And, um, well, first, uh, here is her name. The name of the attribute of mercy is the name that Adam, as we said last time, Adam gave the name because he wanted to express the idea that the merciful one was uh, not a new face. Although it appeared in the story late, only the last minute on the sixth day, but he was he will be in the future because he comes from the Sabbath, so to speak, and he is he is now and he was he was before before everything started. So the acronym of he will be he is and he was as Yud Hey Vav Hey, which is should and we discussed it last time how to pronounce it. You pronounce it, as I just said, acronym. It's not Jehovah, and no Yehovah, and no Yehovah, and no, 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 no vows. Yud Hey Vav Hey. That's the name. If you, if you go to Jerusalem and just take a, a boy in the street and ask him, who is Jehovah? He, will, he won't understand what you're talking about. But if you ask Yud Hey Vav Kei, who is that? Oh, oh, Yud Hey Vav Kei, well, of course, it's the name of God. So now thousands of years, Jews and non-Jews live together, and it didn't, it couldn't take more than one minute to look to 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 cross the street, go to the synagogue, and ask, how do you pronounce that name? None. So it's amazing how for two thousand years the error continued to perpetuate. Jehovah, Jehovah. There's a whole religion of Jehovah and Yahweh and. And it's a whole myth about it, and in fact, it's all just ignorance. It's 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 almost a shame once they know the the truth, uh, their face should become crimson. I'm not criticizing. It's just it it's it's it shows how vast the the the, the two trees, uh, uh, Judaism and non-Judaism, actually evolve, and how far away uh, the other. Uh, then you know the basic knowledge, lack of knowledge actually led people astray. Wow. Jehovah never had, never, never. Uh, it never. Um, there was not never such a name. 
Uh, and yet, uh, okay, we enough to talk about. We, we want to go continue to our topic, which is a positive. I don't want to criticize here. I just want to 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 build knowledge, not to criticize. But uh, I just want to point out to you how important it is to to pronounce it right, not to make an error, because an error, you just make a little error and you destroy the whole meaning. And Yudhevavke is the uh, is the the name of the merciful one, which is we call it in short Hashem. Hashem means in Hebrew a name. So instead of you saying Yudhevavke, which long take me long time to do, so uh, I say Hashem, the name. And through that, I, 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 everybody understand what I'm talking. Another, another way to there are other way to pronounce it, like in Hasidic circle in Chabad. They will call it Havaya, and Havaya is simply distortion of the Yud Hev Av K. And it's just Havaya. Havaya doesn't mean anything. It's just like a really nothing. It's just like a distortion. And but everybody understand that Havaya is a shame, but it, it's a Yud Hev Av K. And uh, and we understand. We understood the last week. Um, how it came down to the world I'll go to today class so So we saw last time, and again I'm, I'm repeating this uh, to to put everything, everybody in the mood to 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 grasp because we need to understand what's going on here. Uh, so when uh, to remind you, uh, Elohim consulted. We, we are talking about how how man was created, and man was created uh, in such a way to win idolatry trial. To win, to unite, to unite, to create, to, to unite the, the 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 merciful one with the with the judge, with the ultimate absolute judgment to one, and to bring the world to the Sabbath, and to win the idolatry trial. So man was created in a certain purpose, in a certain way, by consultation. So we discuss how Lokim turn around to different entities. Some of them he asked. Let us make men. Some of them he gave orders. Some of them he, uh, he just consulted the, the idea. Some of them are higher. Some of them equal to him, and so forth. All these options we discussed, and now we are discussing the 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 the, the first option that he talked to somebody equal or higher than him, so to speak, not from God. If I say higher than God, it has no meaning. But if I say go, uh, higher than the attribute of judgment, this has a meaning, because there's something that's, that uh, overrides ju uh, absolute justice, and that's mercy. So that means, I mean, if I say that, it has meaning. If I say higher than God, it has no meaning. But if I say, if I am particular and say higher than the attribute of justice, well, that makes sense. You know, there are things that are higher than absolute justice. And that's absolute of mercy. So he consulted her. We put the gender 
face on her because of it makes the story better but it, as we can see Turner it can, you can make it uh, you can replace the gender the gender is only for the story so he consulted her and said can you can you come and show the world with me and she came from the queen of the Sabbath from the future and uh, she said to the groom the king how can I share the award when there is no way, no place where I can put my 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 wing? I, I can I share the award where is no one where where nobody is know my name? But then he turned to her and said, "Let us make men Adam in our, our form in in image in in him in Adam. Uh, he, you will reside." I will make I will you I will make you I'll make you a place in Adam's heart. He will recognize you and he will spread your light into the world. So the merciful attribute came, agreed, and the two cherubs mm -hmm. held wing by wing against the, and they flew together over creation in harmony and oneness. They flew. To, in order to consolidate it, because prior prior to that, uh, prior to that, he was threatening Elohim alone would have annihilated the, the world. But just because the, the second cherub came, so they they flew together, wing by wing, wing against wing, to consolidate the world. The two cherubs had one face of a boy and one face of a girl, looking at each other with love. Uh, and we mentioned that these are the same cherubs that uh, were depicted by Moses on top of the Holy Ark. And they are mentioned in chapter 2 of Genesis. And we'll see it in the story of Eden. Not, not, uh, not incidentally. We'll, we will get there. So those two cherubs, the, the female aspect and the male aspect, uh, or the, the the face they were depicted by in the form of a face of a boy and a love girl looking at each other with, with love. Can you imagine that in the shrine of monotheism, in the holy of holy place where uh, God, which is uh, the Creator, has no name, uh, no uh, no concept. No we, Judaism would preach there is no conception of God, and yet. Here Moses put two 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 cherubs on the holy ark, which actually represent the attribute that our story as they share they flew over the world and 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 consolidated it. And how much it was this misunderstood by the Roman at that time. The Roman thought or the or the Babylonian at that time. Uh, or the Egyptian, they thought the Jews are worshipping uh, idols like them, you know, like there are some golden cherubs there. These are the God of the Jews, but in fact it's not, as everybody knows. It's a, it's a concept, this is a, is a concept of, of those uh, two attributes that consolidated the world. And everywhere, and, and they flew over, over creation and consolidating it with, uh, with their life. Everywhere they flew, flower bloom, and uh, all creatures sang new, new, new song. I'm quoting Psalms. This is not my word. These are the word of Psalms. That everywhere those cherubs flew, they, and uh, uh, creatures sang new songs. Uh, 
Now, as I said, uh, the story that I just mentioned, uh, the cherubs flying over creation, this is the base of the Levite choir song that uh, was, they, were say, they were chanted every Friday in a holy temple. Uh, we still in the synagogue still recite the same psalm uh, where, uh, when, at the last minute before the Sabbath. Exactly as you would expect. And here I put, uh, I put for you, you can open every regular cedar or, or prayer book and see it there on the welcoming of the Sabbath. And it started the famous song, Let Us Sing to Hashem. Uh, let us sing to Hashem. Um, let, let us sing to Hashem a new song. Sing to Hashem all the earth. These are the Psalms in 95, 96, uh, and, and so on. And the whole welcoming of the Sabbath ceremony in the synagogue when you sit there. Actually, uh, the origin of that come tradition from Ab, Ad, Adam when, when he Adam wrote it the, when he saw the happiness of the older creature when they felt the, 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 when they felt the world was consolidated uh, with the love and the attribute that they flew over the creation and gave it another chance to survive for another day for the Sabbath. So this story is not an esoteric story. I didn't it's not it's not like something I just invented for our class. But it is as I always say I tell my student there, I always told him I'm this, I'm t I'm, what I'm teaching you may sound esoteric to many of you, some of you, but it is a basic, it's, it's practice, it's, it's a basic practice of Judaism. How we today, uh, today uh, practice and, and sing and chant in the synagogue, in Rosh Hashanah, and the holidays and other holidays. So this is the basic of the welcoming of the Sabbath uh, sermon. And, and, uh, because the cherubs flying together, they, they consolidated the world, the world. Here come the basic notion of Judaism. There is a lot of implication of that. That the Sabbath establishes or consolidated, consolidated all the days of the world. So the world cannot exist without the Sabbath consolidating it. In fact, it comes from here. It comes from the idea that the two cherubs just before the Sabbath, they flew back together and they consolidated the Sabbath. We will see later on how it is shown in the, in, in the verses. The, everything is shown in the verse, in the Torah verses. I didn't depict, took anything from my mind. Now, so the merciful one came to our world from what I've just said from the from the Sabbath from the future where the merciful one is a, a reigning a reign this is the kingdom the Sabbath is a kingdom of the merciful of mercy because there is no the futuristic Sabbath there is no death no agony no sin no retribution no just no judgment Elohim rests which means justice race, judgment race. The Elohim doesn't need the God doesn't need race. But the judgment, the attribute of judgment race. Justice race. And this is the Sabbath. So but the Sabbath as we said last time, it's not just another creational day. 
in linear fashion. It's not just uh, another day, you know, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, who knows? It's not like another day. But the Sabbath is depicted as a day that surrounds all, all our world, all the days. And because it surrounds all the day, it was here before, it will, it will be future, and that's, that's what uh, uh, Hashem uh, uh, Lorraine, the mercy, mercy reign. So mercy also referred in Kabbalah as the one who surrounds all the world. And if you if you listen, if you go to to Chabad the house and you and you read, you read the, the literature of Chabad, uh, where the Rebbe is speaking to to the disciple. He always talk about. Uh, Havaya, which means you have AFK, that surrounds all the worlds. Again, I'm not teaching you esoteric secret of the Torah that Gentiles should know. I'm, t I'm teaching you something that is should every human being should know, especially if it's a child of Noah, because there is no you cannot understand Noah without this story. No way. When we come to Noah, you will see how all that is plays a role, a tremendous role in what Noah was, what he believes, and what he stands for. Otherwise, there is no, if you don't know that, what is Noahide? What is, what is the meaning of to be Noahide? Why not to be a disciple of Moses? Why Noahide? So Noahide has, Noah has a special message to our time. For, that's why the rabbi insisted that the uh, human race is, is, is follows Noah. Not just because we have our, his genes, but we inherited from him uh, the, the, the whole belief. And he's the one also taught uh, Shem, and Shem taught Abraham, and so on. So Noah is, is a very strong source of belief. So now the question is, we, for this we want to devote our class today, basically, where can I find the acronym, the acronym first time in the Torah. Where can I find it? Any question before I proceed on? Because now we're going to enter the main, course, the main message of our course, our course today. So before I start, any question for me? Is it okay? Why did Hashem require that the face of the two persons be put on the ark, if he was against images, oh, we talk. It's 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 uh, that way. I just referred to you. I just explained to you the paradox, because it's not the face of Hashem. It's the pic, the, the 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 idea of love, the idea of a boy looking at each other with love. It's a wing against wing. The Talmud goes along. Devote much time to 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 expand expand on it a lot how in a time of anger, when Hashem was in anger with the people, uh, the, the faces turned another to, uh, away from the people. And so, so sometimes if the, if the face turned to, uh, to, the, to the people actually, I think there was uh, anger. If the face turned to each other, it was love or something like that. Anyhow, the idea is 
that there is a love component, a love and a, this is our father and mother in heaven, the two attributes. And, and nobody should ever mix it with the idea of there are two gods. It's the two attributes of, uh, of infinite attributes. The God has infinite attributes. All right, and yeah, so it's not idolatry. It, uh, it's, uh, it's an idea that has to be the idea of love here. Wing against wing. Uh, all right, so we continue now. The question is, where is uh, K show up in the first time in the Torah? Now, what I'm going to teach you today, I promise you, will will shatter will shatter your any any doubt that you might have about the truth of the Torah and about the wisdom of the Torah. What I'm going to, to show you today is almost like a miracle. It's it's it will strength it will enforce your belief in, in 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 the wisdom of the Torah like no other thing. Because it's almost like a inhuman inhuman wisdom that I'm gonna teach you now. And the question is, where is the acronym Yud appears in the Torah the first time? And so I put for you here in blue the, the, the sixth day, the last verses of the sixth day. And down below that I depicted, I put for you in red or brown the verse that describe the Sabbath. Now read, let's read it together. You can open your Bible if you want or you just look at the screen. And I'll first start with the blue part. The blue part is the Friday, the sixth day, the end of Friday. And Elohim saw everything that he has done and behold it was very good. We discussed, we mentioned that verse few times. This is the very good trial, the last minute of, of the sixth day, and it was the e evening and it was morning, day six. Okay, I put in Hebrew Yom Ashishi. It means the day six. So this until now clearly, the sixth this the the, the blue part clearly, clearly describe the sixth day. The word six means that the end of the sixth day, it's like a day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six. So this is the, uh, the end of chapter one, verse 31. This is where the sixth day is finished. Now I put in, in, in the brown part how the, the Sabbath start. It means, and they ended the heaven and the earth. In Hebrew, the, the verb came come sometime poetically before the before the noun. So instead of saying the heaven and the earth were ended, so in Hebrew you say they ended, or they ended the heaven and earth, which means it's it's a poetical way to describe the same idea. So they ended, what ended? The heaven and the earth, and all the host. This is the beginning of the Sabbath. And the Lokim finished all the work that he has done. 
you know, you so you see it in your Bible. And Elohim finished the, on the uh, on the seventh day his work which he has done. It's not a repetition. If we have time, one day we'll we'll analyze each verse on its own. But here I'm just depicting to you the entire verse of the Sabbath of the Sabbath. And he abstained on the seventh day from all his work which he has done. And he blessed him and so on and arrested. I didn't want to write the whole thing. I just wanted to show you to focus now on the junction, on the junction between the Friday, the sixth day, and the beginning of the Sabbath. And what do you see there? And you see there in Hebrew, standing glorious in unimaginably powerful way. It's, it's, a, it's, it's right there, the signature of the Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. The attribute of mercy. And the attribute of mercy kind of overrides the, 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 the whole, the junction between the end of the sixth day and the Sabbath. You see that? You hear the first part of it protrudes into the Friday. First part, the, the top on top there. The first part of the acronym protrudes into the Friday, living Friday. The second part of the acronym, VH, is the beginning of the Sabbath. So what is the youth merciful one? The merciful one is connect. You see here how how the yud hey vav hey connect the Friday to the Saturday. It stitches together. It stitches together the, the this word to 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 the Sabbath, to the reign of the mercy. So without without this signature, without this you have K, we will never get there. So it's a, it's a, it's a stitch. It's a kind of staple or, or something that connected. It's also the bridge. Why it's a bridge? Because if human, if we are if we are born on a Friday and we are moving towards a Saturday, Sabbath. So we have to pass through that bridge. You have FKX now as a bridge. We need to co co recognize it. We need to recognize uh, uh, you have FK, the mercy, and uh, do her work and make her very pleased. So in order to to pass into Saturday. And uh, now we let's focus how it. Uh, how it is split into two. The, you, you see how the first, the yud hey is in the Friday, and the vav hey is on the Saturday. And that part, that part which protrudes into the Friday, initially you can depict it, initially the whole yud hey vav hey was on the Sabbath itself. But when Elohim invited her to come into the sixth day, so part of her came down, as we said, as a cherub, 
is a ray of light, is a dove. And that's what you see there, the yud hey, the Yah. yud hey. So yud hey represents her extension, her dwelling into our world, into our heart. And that's the Shekhinah, the dwelling, the part of our, of our heart. This is a cherub. The yud hey is a cherub that came down to meet the, the wing of the other uh, of, of, her, of her groom. And the yud hey is that part that connects the mercy to our world. And the yud hey is, uh, is that uh, dove, as you said, and the bridge, and all these uh, uh, metaphors. Now, uh, I wanted to, to point to you that uh, now you can understand how in the, in the, in the Jewish, uh, in the Bible, all the names of the, or many of the names of the, of, uh, of the Judean uh, or the Israelite on that day ended up with yud Hey. Uh, like Jeremiah, Isaiah, Netanyah, and so on. So all Yedidiah. So the end Yah is not like the German scholar says in Germany in the 19th century that the uh, Jews has a wild uh, Lord, Lord, Lord War on the Judean hills and they used to call yeah, 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 dancing around, around the fire and shouting yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, the, this is my biblical criticism from people who are so ignorant, they never, anti-Semite, never opened the Bible in their life, never a uh, Jewish one, never, never even discussed and uh, never opened the Talmud, Not yet they are doctors in biblical criticism. And they write all kind of nonsense just from sheer ignorance. The Yah is not a warlord. Yah is extension of mercy into our world and is half of the Yah Yud Hey, of the Yud Hey Vav Hey. How do I know it? Because Moses, because in the story of, uh, we'll see in a minute uh, later on, uh, that the evil can actually break. If you see that, you see that, that if, if evil comes, he can break the connection, he can break the yud and from the vav and if that happens, the world will, we will never see the Sabbath. And that's what Amalek did. And, and when, Am when Amalek attacked, uh, Amalek represented the Jew haters. All over the Haman was, uh, was Amalek. Hitler is Amalek. So when 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 Amalek come, uh, he split the, the 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 mercy into two, and uh, and it says there the verse literally said that it said that the uh, uh, swore that his name will not be fulfilled. Uh, he put his name. He said uh, I, the swear the Yudhei swear. That in Genesis, just after, you know, I think in the, after Parsha B'Shalach, it's just after the split of the sea there. So uh, Hashem swear, uh, was that his name will remain Yah until one day Amalek will be destroyed and his name will be fulfilled. 
So that so Amalek can split the the, the word the, this name into two, meaning uh, mercy will so so be of uh, uh, enraged with the with the uh, with Amalek that uh, mercy will never take us to to the Sabbath until we annihilate Amalek. And that's a story by itself, and we'll have to discuss what is evil. What is the concept of evil in the Bible? We'll talk about that. Evil is not anti-Jewish. Evil is, is, is something that breaks the name of, of Hashem into two and hold it and, and, and stop the, the unification. If the bridge is split here, that's evil. That's the definition of evil. We will talk about it one day when we get to eat to the store about talk about evil. I just wanted to point out how how the, this metaphor, how this way of putting uh, the name of Hashem there in such an acronym, the acronym in such a strategic place, it's 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 inhuman. It's it's above any. No human mind can 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 devise such a thing. It's really uh, it's a it's a shame wisdom that put it there for us to learn. Now, so we talk about how the biblical Jewish name were uh, ended up with uh, Yah, like Hezekiah, Jeremiah, and uh, all the many other prophets and kings, and it comes from that. Uh, extension of Hashem into the world. This is a part of the mercy that dwell. This is the Shekhinah that dwell in, in this world. And we can, in our sins, we can, in our, if we anger her, she's a dove, she's a shy dove. She's simply, she's, she's not punishing us. Her punishment for us is simply if she, if she shy away. It's enough for her to go away from us. That will be so sad and so stricken with sadness that we will never recover from it. So the, the, the merciful one doesn't have to, to punish us with lashes. All she needs is to hide her face and make us ashamed. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. Shameful. Because of what? Because we disappointed the merciful one. And Elohim is never ashamed if he sin. We are not ashamed for Melokim. We are, we are sinners, so punish us and let, let us make the record straight. But with, with, with the merciful one, she doesn't punish you. She's just ashamed of you. Or you are ashamed of her. She's saddened. She's saddened. When, when, when before the flood came, the merciful one was saddened. She was not angry. She was saddened by the evil of man. So that's how she reacts to the world. She's a shy dove. She's a cherub. Now here I put a, a note that I, I I hope it won't it won't it won't be, it won't put you into confusion because you need to know that so far in our depiction we put the groom as Elohim and the Sabbath the Sabbath is is the queen and Elohim from chapter one walks toward the Sabbath, which is the end of chapter one. Towards toward we saw about the couple, about the groom and the bride. It meets the future. 
So you know, it, it fits very well our story. And Elohim is depicted here as a king. So far, we always depict Elohim as a king, and the bride is a Sabbath queen. Of course, that's a very common basic uh, uh, notion in, in Judaism. But now you can turn around and say, okay, actually the merciful one. Why do you call her uh, her? Why, well, mercy is a female because mercy in Hebrew is rechem boom. So we have, we said attribute of mercy is a attribute of her the female feature. But uh, there is a there is a mercy of a father, which is no less than a mercy of a mother, maybe even more. But our father be merciful one. We pray. So, there, so in that case, if you turn around and you describe the you have as a father, as a king, now sh then the king walks from the Sabbath, from the future, he walks into the Friday to meet us. So the, the direction is reversed. He walks from the Sabbath toward us to meet what humankind. So humankind, Adam, we are the bride, as I said, so Rabbi Soloveitchik used to, to, that's part of Rabbi Soloveitchik's teaching. And, and so he comes toward us. So, so, so the merciful come, actually come from the future to meet us, and we are bride. In more, to be more specific, it's not humankind. It's actually uh, Israel will represent the humankind because Israel keeps the Sabbath. Unfortunately, no, no humankind, only, only Israel keeps the Sabbath and keeps the Torah. The rest of the humankind is still far, 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 far away from, from even knowing what mercy is or even uttering their name correctly. So, so Israel now, or the mankind, become a bride and Elohim walks toward us. Now, so there are opposite notion here. It depends which direction we go. Either we go toward the Sabbath, the queen, and man is only the escort, escorting. We are the best, the groom best, best friend, and we escort the groom, the Elohim, to meet the Sabbath. Or we reverse the direction, and, and the king, the groom, is actually ashamed walks for us, toward us from the Sabbath to meet Israel. And in fact, when you see it in the chanting in the, chanting in the synagogue, we use two notions simultaneously. There are so many stanza, and each stanza depicts an opposite story. And one stanza, we go, we go, creation walks toward the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a queen. The future is a queen. Whereas another, another stanza says, oh, Israel is a king, is a queen. And Hashem walks from the future, from the Sabbath, toward us. And the two notions, uh, although they look opposite, but they are the same, you know, they are not contradictory, they are just two metaphors to depict the same idea. Which is very common in Judaism, you know. Uh, in Judaism, you, will, you, will, you should get used to the idea that uh, that the same that it's not enough. Never one picture can depict the truth. Never one metaphor can depict uh, depict the, the whole truth. You need more. You need different pictures, different metaphors. And actually, how many metaphors? Seventy. 
There are 70 different explanations to each verse of the Torah, the Talmud says. But they're not contradictory. They're just the, another dimension to get the, 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 the true truth to stand out. So, uh, so, so that both, both pictures depict the same idea. All right. So now we come, we come to another, I put here for you, another notion, which is extremely important because we come to Rosh Hashanah. I said here, the part, the part of Yud Hei that extends into Elohim's world is the note of mercy, or the mercy that ameliorates the harsh judgment of Elohim. What I, what I said here is, you, you know, remember how the name protrude into, this, into the Friday. And that name, that's Shekhinah, that's a cherub, that's a, is is a, is a, is a, is a to our world is the one that uh, remember how we talk how the, there, there is such a contradiction between the absolute justice and the absolute mercy cannot be put together it's extremely difficult to unite them into one and yet mercy the absolute mercy uh, a control overrides the absolute uh, justice and the final and the idea is that the, on the final day when the sixth day is over, uh, we will see merciful one in full name, come heralding or or announcing or, or welcoming or coming or announcing the the Sabbath coming. Now, what is Rosh Hashanah? The whole story that we just said here is the basic of the anniversary. Uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah is anniversary of men of the six day story of Adam creation and everything we just said so far it fits Friday afternoon before the Sabbath sermon in the synagogue and the chanting and but it also serves as a basic as a basic the foundation of Rosh Hashanah so Rosh Hashanah what is it Rosh Hashanah is a, is a, is anniversary because the, the, the sixth day trial is repeat, repeated every every year Every year, the whole the the king Elohim sit on his throne of justice, and and he lifted a, a big sword on creation, and the day start with harsh judgment, and every creature passed the entire building is passed before him, like sheep before the shepherd. Any judgment, but and it could have ended with with uh, with terrible judgment because we all deserve to be punished. And but yet at the end of the day, mercy come, the Yud Hey come, the part of Yud Hey Vav come into the world and sweeten or ameliorate or reduce or sweeten the the the, the harsh judgment of Elohim. So this is a this all play role in what what Rosh Hashanah is. And now you know how to build the Noahide Rosh Hashanah around these themes because it's universal. It's not. It's not Jew, Jew, It's not Jewish. It's all. All the world passes before him. Now we got 15 minutes. 
And in the 15 minutes, I want to show you what I said, how it's depicted in, in the Torah. Now, I hope you will stay with me and follow what and follow and you can go back to the to the to you can go back later on to the to the page and read it again and open the Bible and see it there. Let me read it for you. And the Sabbath is over, there is a there is the the Torah continues. This is now verse uh, chapter two verse four. And chapter two verse four after the Sabbath is over and now we could go and enter the, the beginning of the story of Eden. And the Torah says, the first, the first verse that it says, it's extremely important verse, which is totally misunderstood by the Bible critics and by, the, by the, uh, all these professors and the PhDs that doesn't know, they don't know anything from the Bible, from the Torah. And now it says like this, these are the, this, are the histories of the heaven and the earth when they were recreated on the day that you'd have Afke and Elohim made heaven and earth. Now listen to, to this verse. It contradicts itself. First of all it says these are the history of heaven and earth, first heaven and then earth, like uh, we know, first heaven, then earth like it's depicted in, in Genesis 1. But then he says when they were recreated. Where? Where were they recreated? You know, where if, if, if somebody didn't know a story, he wouldn't, he, wouldn't know, he wouldn't even know how to read the verse. What does it mean recreated? On a day that now you see the two attributes side by side flying together side by side the first time in the Torah and the only time in the Torah because this is the only time in the Torah, chapter 1 the story of Eden is the only time that you see the two cherubs, the mother and the father flying together side by side Yud have Afke and Elohim made in, in Hebrew it comes out made in singular voice made as one earth and heaven. Now earth and heavens is the opposite of heaven and earth. So when the, when the verse described that they actually recreated the world, they were, they were flying in the opposite way, from earth to heavens. So they flew from the sixth day, when, 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 when the merciful one came to the world as a ray of light, so they flew out over creation from from heaven from earth back to heaven. So it means they flew in the in the opposite direction that the first chapter described, and it came down from the fifth to the to the sixth to the fifth, and from the fifth to the fourth, and from the fourth to the to the third, and from the third to the second to the one. In fact, the park. If you want to know the park on the third day, we'll talk about it. And then they formed, they formed Adam, Adam and Eve. Adam, first Adam, not Eve. They planted 
and uh, you see everything on that chapter uh, is described in in uh, in uh, here here I put in uh, as they flew together and they form Adam and Eve, you see it here, you'd have Afkan and Elohim always together the entire and you and you'd have Afhe Elohim planted garden in East of Eden. So the whole story they always when they talk when they warn him not to not to 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 eat the fruit and everything, they always the mother and father comes together. And we'll see, but we'll see more. We'll in detail. We'll learn when we come to. We will learn the story in detail of of Eden. We'll discuss it. But here, I just want to prove to you, to show you, how the, our story are very accurate. How on the sixth day, uh, uh, is the right after right after the cherubs, the Yudhav came into the world. They got together, they put wings, here you see them, wings, the two cherubs, wing by wing. In fact, at the end of chapter 2, at the end of the story of Eden, it, it mentioned the cherubs. So, so, here they are flying over creation, wing against wing. Of course they are not wing against wing. It's, 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 it's only metaphorical. It's only in terms of love, the father and mother in harmony and love, in oneness in love and oneness and they made Adam in love in their oneness Adam was made in their love so who loves me? my father and mother in, in heavens my father in heaven I don't need to be a messiah to have a father in heaven I don't need to be anything I, every human being has a father in heaven or mother in heaven no one is special it can be David, it can be the biggest rabbi in the world, and it can be the, the, the scum of the earth that is, is rotten in the jail. All of us are, are the children of, of the, son, the son and the, mother and the daughter of our father in heaven, mother in heaven. So, you know, no one is more, more, more royal, more blue than the other. We don't need any, anyone higher. Everyone is his child. David was a child of when he when he said, "My father, why why did you forsake me?" He just many 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 people say that after him or before before after him many rabbis say that when they were uh, destroyed or killed and so on. It's not unique to anyone in particular. And what it means, my father in heaven, is this right here, my father and mother in heaven. Now, they, you see the world was recreated, consolidated from earth to heaven, back forth. And as you said, as the cherub flew over earth, they planted a garden. It means, as I said, all the flowers bloom, and the tree produced tree, uh, fruits, and all creatures uh, sang new songs as the Adam actually wrote uh, in the psalm that we produced in Sabbath. So here, here we, let's, uh, let's summarize what we learned today. We learned today an enormous message that shows how the wisdom of the Torah, it, if you think about it, you come to the suggestion, you know, how, how beautiful it is that the first, the first time that the Yudhei Rafke comes to the world 
becomes right here at the junction between between uh, Friday and the Saturday and it can be broken if it means it, if the name can be broken it means the world will not see the future we will be annihilated evil can do that not evil of with with the with demons our evil man's evil man we do we do that it's not somebody else it's not Satan it's us us we can do we can destroy it in our evilness like 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 in the time of the flood so we are the evil people like Solomon Gomorrah we don't need any Satan we are the evil people that can destroy can break this channel and be stuck forever on Friday and if we stuck forever for Friday there's no chance to go on then you know what Elohim is still sitting there with a with a sword uplifted and if we see well these guys are not going to make me very pleased talk me out or, or very pleased as we always uh, we said the verse said that if you are not very you are not very good then kala kala is annihilation but if you please me you will see kala you will see the bride and the signature here is so meaningful oh you know why I give you an example when I make the kiddush on Shabbat when I hold my, my cup of tea my cup of, of wine and uh, I stand on my table on Sabbath on Sabbath Eve and I make the Kiddush it means welcome, I, I sanctify the Sabbath what do I do? I actually read that verse these verses and the Rabbi said no, you don't start with the Saturday because it, it, it should, you should have started by Chulu when the, the, only the blue one only the, only the brown one the brown one actually it should have consists the Kiddush the Shabbat because I, the, uh, if I read, if I, if I recite on the table the, the brown part, I sanctify the Sabbath on my table. But the rabbi said, no, you don't start here with the brown, but you start with the, with the last portion, the yud hey. So I start Yom HaShishi, this big letter, Yom HaShishi, and then I say, So my, 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 my cup, Kiddush, is based on that, on the Sabbath. So I don't sanctify the Sabbath without connecting the Friday with the Sabbath through the Yud Hey Again, what I'm so to show you what what I'm teaching you here is not esoteric Judaism. It's not Kabbalah. It's not Sefer Yetzirah, and it's not the Zohar, and it's not mystical. It's the kiddush that I do on my cup on wine on Shabbat from 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 the temple time. Okay, so it's not like it's a basic Judith. All right, I think we are coming to our close. Uh, uh, we are. I tell you what, where we are proceeding. Uh, remember, uh, our, our topic is how Adam is created, and we're going to study. A, a to meet his trial of idolatry trial uh, and we, we, we're going to start discussing layer by layer how he consulted whom did he consult and how and how it built us and once we know that we'll go to other other commandments of Noah 
Uh, but first we need to, to, to make sure we know what idolatry is. So we're going to dwell on Adam building, on the building of Adam for a while, and the different consultations, different entities, what the messages are, and, and they're all connected, you know, it's all a part of idolatry. But we just started with the most important one, with the merciful one. All right, any question before, I, before we leave tonight? Any question? This helps to father understand why the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, is on the Tavis commandment that teaches Hashem. That's beautiful. That's beautiful because that's what the Rambam says. If a person doesn't, uh, or the Talmud said it before the Rambam, if you don't honor your father and mother, how can you honor Hashem? And, and Hashem is, uh, as I said here, the attribute and the infinite attribute. So it, you're right. So the father, honoring father and mother is on the base, uh, on the bottom of the relationship between all the, all the commandments on the right side, or in English, on, actually on the left side. So all the commandments on the left side in English are the relationship between man and Hashem. And all based on your father and mother. You're right. Uh, do I understand this? I have heard the rabbi sing the chant, Yud Hey, Ya, Ya, Ya. Sing, no, no, no. no. Uh, when the rabbi says the uh, Hasidic Ya, 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 is just singing. There is no, we don't sing Ya. In fact, Ya, Yud Hey, is a holy name. Remember, Yud Hey Vav it's a very holy name. Uh, even though it's it's uh, you you just say Yud Hey Vav the acronym, still it's you don't you never use it in vain. Uh, so you don't sing it. And when you say Ya Ya, this is really a, a just expression of a, of a cultural thing. Culture has no connection to the Yud Hey, not at all. Don't confuse it at all. There is absolutely no connection. Yeah, yeah, is uh, is just a, a song. You know, children sing yeah, yeah, but Yud Hey actually is is uh, as we learn it here in this context is as uh, a part of of the Yud Hey Vav Hey is a holy name, and you don't you don't actually you you, you hardly even pronounce it unless you pray. Any other question? Isn't the world being recreated moment by moment exactly? The world is recreated not moment by moment, and we are, we are judged every day. But, uh, as the Rambam put it, you know, the, as the tradition is once a year on Rosh Hashanah, although we are judged every moment, every second in our life, we always stand under judgment. But once a year, he set, he tell, we will talk about it, how he set, he, the king actually ascend, ascend on, on the throne of justice. He become harsher on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day that is like the like United States government become, become the Supreme Court one day, one day a year. You know, when Supreme Court judge you know, you can put, they, they will put many people in jail without even flicking an eye because they don't consider 
merciful thing. They, they, they need to judge by the law. So if, if, if the United States government give the, they give the power to the Supreme Court one day or a year, Oh, it, it would be terrible. I mean, people will be put to jail to right and left, and maybe even executed. But after the day is over, the, 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 judge, the Supreme Court relinquish, would relinquish its power and give it back to the king, to the government, oh, then everybody would breathe. We'd rather have United States government ruling us with all the politics, with all its still merciful government, rather than to deal with the Supreme Court. So that's Rosh Hashanah is. Rosh Hashanah is when, when one day, one day a year, uh, he relinquishes power, he, he actually ascends, the king ascends on, 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 the, on the throne of, of, of Jahar Justice, and that's the blowing of the shofar, that's the blowing of the trumpet in, in the Holy Temple. We'll discuss it. All right, any other question? I love to be with you. I really, I am really tell you. I must tell you. Uh, I love to be with you and appreciate you being with me. And uh, have a good week. And I, will, I wish one day we'll meet together and see each other face by face, not as cherubs, but just with love. All right. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week with, with God's help. Take care.